This is the Easy Living Yards Podcast. I'm Ben Hale, your host that loves to learn new stuff. Let's jump in and learn how to have a healthy, beautiful yard with less work so you can enjoy more time doing what you love. What's up and welcome to episode 41 of the Easy Living Yards podcast. Today we are going to be talking about avoiding overwhelm with your landscaping ideas. If you guys are listening to this episode when it's still fresh, coming off the press, hot off the internet, whatever you want to call it, uh, I wish you a happy fall. We're really getting into fall season now. Things are really starting to cool down. The days are getting shorter, uh, but there's it's just such a beautiful time at the same time. I'm, I'll be honest, the cold weather uh, of winter is not my favorite. And unfortunately for me, it really takes away from a lot of the joys that I otherwise would have with fall. And so I really have to try and uh, consciously focus myself to enjoy the beauty of fall because fall as its own season is just such a, a beautiful time of change and uh, it's just so enjoyable. And so I, I do wish winter around here was maybe like a two weeks where we'd get a little bit of snow and then all of a sudden it warms up and everything starts to grow again. I would love that. Um, I do love winter for, for certain parts of it, but other parts, I'm just not a cold weather person. So um if I took away that part, I would love fall a lot more, and I really try to to reach that point of loving fall a lot more for the sake of fall. And so right now, it's just beautiful. We're getting some good color changes. There's still leaves on the trees, uh, and, and so it's not completely bare. And uh, yeah, things are just starting to really change, and and just it's just a, so, such a wonderful time. So I hope you are enjoying this time as well. And let's just kind of jump right in today. What we're talking about is an extension of last episode. So last episode, I gave you a bit of an update on how things were going with our landscape and where we're at. And and I shared the excitement that we're finally focusing on some outdoor projects around our property when we've kind of held off for the past six years that we've lived in this home uh, to, to really finally kind of unleash some of the potential of our property by starting with some landscaping projects. Specifically in our front yard, we've decided to tackle first. And so that kind of kicks off this series of of episodes I'm doing about how to focus and and start to tackle your own landscape to to release the potential in your own landscape as well to really start to transform things for the better to to have more pride in your landscape and also design a landscape that is very low maintenance that doesn't require a ton of work and also to help you avoid the pitfalls and mistakes that happens with some of the DIY landscaping to to really redesign your landscape in a way that's not going to create you a ton of problems in the future where you don't have to redo a bunch of work and and uh, keep doing a bunch of maintenance to maintain something that you didn't realize was going to cause extra work. So that's what we're talking about here is, is avoiding some of those uh, DIY landscaping pitfalls and, and to really create something that is going to reward you long term. So today we're going to be talking about avoiding overwhelm with your landscaping ideas. So how do you kind of set a process to this whole design and implementation uh, phase of landscaping and how do you kind of maybe map that out a little bit better, get a little bit clearer on it so you can avoid some of those pitfalls. 
before we jump in today, let's talk about our favorite plant of the day. So today's favorite plant is a little bit of a shift from some of the previous plants. And and what I mean there is a lot of time, just based on my own personal interests, I really like to focus on plants that are native to the the eastern United States. It's a region I'm from, of course. And so so I like the the sense of place, this idea that that the plants you put in your landscape can express your space that you live in, where you're from. They have a little bit of um they have a little bit of uh, I guess just this indigenous feel to them. And so I love that feeling. And and I I really feel like native plants especially here in the United States, they kind of get a back seat. They're seen as this like kind of rough, scrubby stuff that's not really considered appealing. And so I really like to highlight native plants. Well, today we're shifting gears. Today we're talking about an uh, an exotic plant to the United States or or some uh, you know, a purist would actually use the term uh non-native or alien um species, whatever you want to call it. It's not originally from the U.S. And so today I want to highlight the ornamental onion. And so specifically, uh, this is a plant that we're putting into our landscape in our front garden project. It's one of the few non-native plants that's coming into our landscape right now. So the ornamental onion, specifically the the cultivated variety Millennium, that's M-I-L-L-E. N-I-U-M. So typically there's two N's in that word, but but the cultivar for the, the Millennium Onion only has one letter N. And so you can check out the show notes for the right spelling and, and find it online. There's a lot of retailers that have it. I've actually struggled to find it in some of the box stores. One of our local nurseries had plenty of them this season that I checked out. But um, the reason I've selected this one is is for a few reasons that I'll get into in just a minute. But first, just alliums in general, they prefer USDA zones 5 through 8. So that's kind of like a little bit on the warmer side. They're not super um, cool weather type plants, and they're not super hot weather type plants. So they're kind of those middle latitudes. Um, it enjoys full sun to part shade, so it does like that sunnier condition. And likewise, it, it prefers a drier condition. So this is a bulb type plant and you know it's it's related to your culinary onions that you might want to grow um and so it prefers dry to medium moisture and it actually doesn't really like moist soils um it's very deer and rabbit resistant so if that's an issue in your area and you fit these other conditions this is something you might want to consider in your own landscape now, as far as the blooms go for the millennium onion it's kind of a rose purple bloom color um it grows, uh, the flower heads are about 6 to 12 inches tall. And that's the specific, those are kind of the specific reasons I like this one is is some onions, they're these like giant massive ornamental onions. And they actually look really cool, um, I think. But I don't know if I really like them in our landscape, uh, especially where I've designed it. So I wanted something that's a little bit shorter. You can also get super short um, ornamental onions, but I wanted something kind of, I guess, that medium height where they're not going to take over the landscape. They're more as like a delicate accent plant as opposed to an overall uh, feature in the garden. Um, So these ones bloom uh, from July to August, so kind of that mid to late summer range and... um, yeah, just like these nice pom-pom flowers you kind of get. They, they kind of add like a nice little pop to the landscape. Uh, and so consider uh, what you might do with ornamental onions in your landscape. They're kind of a fun plant. Um, 
This one's not overly dispersive, so it's it's a nice thing there. Uh, it does spread by clumps, uh, so you can get, dig up the bulbs in spring or fall to divide them and then replant them if you like. So that's kind of like a nice feature to them if you want to slowly propagate them, or you just let the clump kind of take care of itself. So, all right, ornamental onion. Consider it. I enjoy the plant. We're going to be putting it into our front yard landscape. It's one of the few non-native plants, and, and there's actually a specific reason I selected this plant. So we have a particular problem in our our front landscape, particularly um, with wild garlic. <laughs> and so this stuff pops up everywhere, and, and so the ornamental onions actually with the extra pop that they give in the similar form and structure, they're kind of like disguising the the existing problem of the wild garlic. Now, I hope to f- mostly eradicate the, the wild garlic issue um, with how we're designing our landscape. But in case it pops back because it's the right conditions for it, um, it's, it has good potential in the future to kind of pop back. And so then these these ornamental onions will kind of blend in with those so-called weed um, wild garlic plants and it might not be as as a um like a as a noticeable issue um without the uh, long-term maintenance need that wild garlic sometimes brings okay so let's jump in today and talk about our topic of avoiding overwhelm with your landscaping ideas now let me frame this for us, why we are even talking about this. So when you're considering uh, coming up with landscaping ideas or designing a new landscape or addressing your yard, right, it's it's kind of an overwhelming process. There's like so much involved with it, right? Uh, whether it's landform, hardscapes, planting, like where do you even start? And when it's even just, you know, you think about the planting piece, like what's the right plant? There's, you know, so many plants. How can you just drill down the right plant? And so this process can be so overwhelming that you're hesitant to even start and um, you don't even know where to start. So that's kind of what I want to tackle today is is kind of lay out this this process for us so we can understand, okay, I need to start here and here's how I break this piece down. Then we move on to the next piece and the next piece and the next piece. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that this is super easy. It's I'm not going to tell you it's fast. I'm not going to tell you that there's one specific way to do this because for each of those pieces, it's actually not true. But we can kind of add a little bit of a process to this scenario where we can kind of help make this process a little bit uh, less overwhelming and more uh, tangible and more reachable and more attainable. So that's what we're going to do. So the specific piece I want to point out here is that we're going to focus on one piece at a time. And so today what we're going to lay out is like the general process to give you kind of a, an overhead view of the whole process end to end without getting too detailed. Now, again, this is my preferred process uh, that I like to um, talk about, especially when you're not used to, to um to designing or installing landscaping projects. So this is kind of a, a a tangible way for a, a do-it-yourselfer type landscaper to come in, design their own landscape, have something that they can install that that turns out um, nice, appealing, something worthy of pride, and that doesn't cause long-term issues. So that's what we're trying to avoid, and that's what we're trying to attain at the same time. Now, in later episodes, we'll get into the more detailed pieces of how to do each of these steps and and kind of lay that out more specifically. So for now, let's talk about that overhead view. 
So each of these categories is laid out as follows. This is a basic outline for you. Understanding why a redesign is needed. Focusing on specific needs. Getting an overall vision. Clarifying your wants and desires. Generating design options. Refining your design. Align on a design plan. Check your plan versus your original division. Begin install. Readdress your plans as needed. And enjoy your success. So that's the overall process. Now let's talk about each of those steps in just a little bit more detail. So starting out at the beginning, understand why redesign is needed. If you don't need to redesign your landscape, it's not worth going through this process. So let's really understand whether or not we need to, and and more importantly, let's clarify why. So when you're trying to understand this, you kind of break it down into a couple categories and consider each category. First, you want to consider access and whether or not your access is appropriate or whether it needs to change for some reason. Next, and this kind of ties into access, is function. Does your landscape functionally work for you? Are things laid out properly to where they work for you and it's convenient? Or do things need to change where it needs to be more convenient? Or maybe you need to add additional functions to your landscape or remove uh, previous functions. What about needs? This is kind of similar, but a little bit different at the same time. So does your landscape serve your needs? And along with needs, does it fit the desires? So needs and desires are different, but it's basically does it fit the intent of what you need or what you want with your landscape? So functions is how does it work? Needs are kind of what you want out of it. And desires is what you want out of it as well. Okay. After we have understood why we need to redesign our landscape or to enhance our landscape, now we want to focus more specifically on the needs. And when we do this, we basically break it down, break down our landscape into various spaces or areas and then determine what what each space needs in the landscape. So for example, you might break it down into your front yard and your backyard and your side yards, and then each of these areas are likewise broken down into smaller areas. So it could be as specific as the mailbox area, where the mail is dropped off, right? That's an actual functional space. And so what do you need out of that space? And uh, likewise, your driveway, for example, that is another space that's used in your landscape. So each of these spaces might have a different intent and uh, a different function and also have a different level of satisfaction with how it's currently laid out. After you kind of go on these specific areas, you then start to to realize what are the top priorities in your landscape. Generally speaking, you can't really tackle your whole landscape all at once. So by doing this process, you kind of figure out, okay, what do you want with each space or what do you need to do with each space? And then out of all these wants and needs, what is the most important thing for now? Or what's the most time pressing? And likewise, what's the parts that can fit into your budget or your desires and that sort of thing? So after you've kind of fleshed some of this out, then you want to get an overall vision of what you want with your landscape. And so this is where it gets a lot more into your desires, but it also tries to tie in some of that access and function and needs as well. 
So with your overall vision, basically you want like a kind of a short story of what the overall intent of your space should be once you have a fully complete landscape that you've redesigned to fit your vision. And of course, this vision might not truly come out to reality, but you want to get your reality as close as you can to this vision that fits into your lifestyle. And and so the vision is kind of what you try to attain with each of your projects as you go through your landscape. So this will encompass some of the usage of your landscape, the desires of your landscape, and it's intended to be kind of an all-encompassing thing that kind of fits a theme for all of your projects. So all of your projects should work toward your vision. And now over time, you know, as your family changes or as things change, you might actually come back to your vision and realize it's not exactly the same anymore. And it might adjust, but overall, it's generally much less fluid than maybe your your actual plans as you're implementing your design, which we'll find out in a little bit. That can be more fluid. So after we've drafted our overall vision and we're clear on it, the next thing we want to clarify are our wants and our desires. So we kind of talked about some of this with understanding why you need to design your landscape. Now we're getting more specific. So with your wants and your desires, you kind of want to go into what are some design styles you like? What are some functions and designs that how do we want to integrate those together? And and kind of what designs enhance a certain function for us? What are some of our aspirations, right? What are, what are some wonderful things we would love that fit into our our aspirational vision as well. So maybe some specific aspirations, right? Um, And then also, what are some of the realities that we need to lay down as potential constraints once we get into our specific designs? Now, the process up to this point is relatively abstract. It's hard to get kind of concrete with some of this stuff. You know, it's kind of like a lot of um, dreamy type stuff, a lot of thinking and and consideration and also creativity but not in a concrete form you're not actually like molding something together yet you're just kind of shaping the um the ether around your landscape right you're kind of getting the feel for it and you're kind of getting that part right before you're actually trying to physically do something So now we're going to shift into getting some of that process started. So the next piece you want to do after you've kind of clarified all that other stuff is you want to start generating some design options. So generally speaking, you know, there's not one exact design that's always right for your landscape. There's usually multiple ways to to reach the goals and desires and the vision that you've laid out. So some design options, usually you want to consider a few different options that will start with figuring out what are your existing conditions. And then from that, you'll figure out some different design ideas. You'll lay out both your landscape structure that includes the soil that you're working on as well as some of the hardscape elements. And likewise, your planting structure and form. So not specific plants, but structure and form of the plants and what they're supposed to do in the landscape for you. Now, after you've gotten some of these design options laid out, 
you kind of whoever you're working with on this design, whether it's your, you know, your spouse or your children or or you're thinking about your pets and trying to consider them as well. So whoever's involved in this, who whoever is going to participate in the experience of your landscape, you want to consider their needs. And so after you've kind of gotten these design options together, you want to kind of reloop with some of your your input um interested parties, I guess. So whether it's your pet, your spouse, your family members, now start to get their feedback on on um, whether these design options, which one is good and why, and maybe what parts need to change. So now we refine the design. And so we want to go to our visual desires, our budgetary constraints, our planting structure desires, possible plants that could be considered, uh, and also comparing design options to the original vision. So kind of touching back on that vision we created early on and, and seeing how the design options we've created, do they actually help us attain that vision for the specific space that we're considering? So now that we've worked on refining it, now we start to align on a specific design plan. So the, the design plan is a, a much more specific plan than the early design options. So this is stuff where we start to really flesh out what are the hardscape elements, what's the grading needed, what layout specifically of of both our garden design as well as the plants within it, uh, what measurements need to be taken into consideration, what are specific quantities of different materials that need to either be added or removed, what are uh, plant specifics. So this is when we start to really flesh out what are the plants we're considering for our space and why and how many and that sort of thing. What's the budget that we need to consider? Um, any permitting that needs to be acquired and any utilities that need to be taken in consideration during our design. So those are all the things where we really start to get out this specific plan where we start to really get concrete about what we're doing and why and start to put things in place, at least on paper. So once we've gotten this specific plan in place, now again we check our plan versus our original vision and really see does it kind of match and help us attain that original vision. Once we're clear on that, then we can begin the installation process. And with the installation process, you usually start with the most uh, durable and... um, concrete thing at first so this is like our hardscape elements our concrete um, <laughs> uh, things like that so the more permanent features usually you start with first and then you work to the less permanent features and usually you're ending with the plants so that's kind of the last thing in the design plants and then ground covers that sort of thing so like your plants your mulch and stuff like that so now that we've gotten through most of this installation process again through this whole process, we want to make sure we're readdressing our plans as the project continues all the way up through the end piece. And even at the end piece, we want to reassess, have we established this design the way we want to? And if we, if we don't feel great about it, why? And is there anything we can change about it? So once you've kind of gotten through that process, essentially you're done. Now you're making sure that your design, your plants are established properly. You keep an eye on any um, problems that may arise especially early on that's when a lot of problems will kind of rear their heads is early on you'll and and the earlier you catch it the more easy it is to to repair or to fix and then after that basically 
you are enjoying your success of a good, healthy, successful design. And that, in a nutshell, is the process. So let's run through again from a top view. What are these steps and what do each of them do? So I'm just going to kind of read them out. I'm not going to go into the details. You guys can repeat this show if you want because there is a ton of information that we just went through here. And this process is very dense and, and actually has a lot of value in it. So let's just kind of skim over the top again. So from the top, as a general process, we first want to understand why our redesign is needed. Then we focus on some specific needs for our space. We get an overall vision. We clarify our wants and desires. We generate design options. We refine that design. Then we get a very specific design plan. We check our plan versus the original vision. We begin our installation. We readdress the plans as the project continues. And then, once we've successfully installed our landscape, we enjoy our new space. Okay, guys, with that, that's basically a wrap for the whole process. Now, I do have an awesome resource. This is the same resource I shared in the last show, and I'll probably continue sharing it over the next couple of shows. So I have this free giveaway. It's how to view your yard like a pro. And this really helps you step into your landscape and truly understand what are the specific things you need to look at to help you maintain help you reach this vision that we're talking about today. So check out the show notes at ely.how slash episode 41. You can also see if the podcast app you have, the link might be clickable within that podcast as well. So check out your show notes. If it's not clickable there, go to ely.how slash episode 41 and click on how to view your yard like a pro. Over in the show notes, I also have a link to today's plant, the Allium Millennium. It's a great plant. Also, the next piece, I'm considering what course to build that you guys could use. What courses would you want that would actually be helpful in getting you to your, having your beautiful landscape that doesn't take tons of work to maintain and help you get there confidently? So what courses do you want about landscaping? I want to hear from you. I want to generate the right courses that you actually want. So if you have any thoughts on what courses you would like, head on over to the show notes and click on what course do you want about landscaping. There you can get in touch with me directly, and I'd love to hear from you. So I look forward to hearing from you. As always, guys, if you want to check out all the free resources, go to ely.how slash free. And there you'll find plenty of free information to help you change your life through your landscape. All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Make sure you live with passion and make tomorrow better than today.